Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? It's History Box again, and uh, the second part of our look at the um, the Fool's Gold Loaf, Elvis's favourite sandwich, which we attempted to begin last week, and we got through, I think we just got through the list of ingredients on the Wikipedia page. What did we? we talk about? I can't remember. I don't know. I'll have a look at Maybe this. how they made bread. Did we talk about the uh, machines they used to make bread? We, yeah, that and crusts. And then we got on to, I think, Jimmy Neal. Mm. Um, you know, it was an easy distraction. But next but, we'll look up um, on Wikipedia what Jimmy Neal's favourite um, sandwich yeah. was and do a deep dive into that. Yeah, and also um, ass pumps. Which, of course, is what Ass the Americans pumps, of course. Those farts. Um, there's some comments on last week's episode. Do you want us to go through them? Because that because yeah. that could become an episode in itself. Um, no. One person did send us... A, I think we were talking about factories and the machines in factories. Yeah. And I, I haven't read it properly yet, but I'm pretty sure one listener sent us a message claiming to work in a factory that made robotic arms. Oh, that's and good. Giving us a breakdown of how they were designed and so forth. So are that is interesting. Get, I will look into that. So thanks are they for that email. Get us in? Are they going to get us in? To yeah, I mean, I, I haven't read the email, but unless it involves an invite to your robot arm factory, then you can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, chances are, because of our sedentary lifestyles, we hmm. wouldn't take up the offer, but it's nice I to, like to anyway. be invited. You know. Yeah, it's just polite, isn't it? Yeah. So we're looking at the Wikipedia page of the Fool's Gold Loaf. I'll just recap where we were. The Fool's Gold Loaf itself consists of a single warmed, I think that's important, warmed, um, hollowed out loaf of bread filled with the contents of one jar of creamy peanut butter, one jar of grape jelly, or jam as we call it in the UK, and a pound of bacon, which we established was 16 rashers. Uh, the sandwich's connection to the singer Elvis Presley is the source of its legend and prolonged interest according to the life and cuisine of Elvis Presley which I'm assuming is a book um, Elvis and his friends took his private jet from Graceland purchased 30 of the sandwiches and spent two hours eating them and drinking Perrier and champagne. Can we saw that Perrier? Home. I want some fizzy water, but only the best. The tap from France. <laughs> oh, I'm going to mix it with my champagne so it'll last longer. 
An extra fizz of champagne. I don't like the champagne. It makes me too drunk. It makes Elvis go a little bit squiffy. Ah, uh, go pretty crazy. I'll become quite volatile. And that's what? dangerous with my karate knowledge. I'm like a lethal weapon. And my collection of handguns. Mate, do you like fizzy water? N- no, I don't. I like don't still you? water. I like fizzy drinks, but I don't really like fizzy water. No. I don't mind a bit of fizzy water. All right. Um, but I, when I stopped drinking and was first in the early days of looking for an interesting drink to have in the house as the mm. equivalent, like, oh, I'm going to have a nice treat drink, mm. I started buying individual bottles of fizzy water. Right. But my wife made me stop uh, because right. she said that it was... She said that she'd read somewhere that if you drank fizzy water but not with a meal, it was really bad for your gums and teeth. Oh. And I'm like, fucking hell, I've given up booze. Now you're <laughs> like... Trying to make, they're trying to dictate what water I drink. Anyway, I do like a lightly fizzy water, Andy. Right. Very lightly. There are certain brands out there that have yeah. a light sparkle oh, to okay. them, I, um, I which is nice. I thought you just took a regular one and left the top off for a bit till it. Well, that that's actually a not a bad flat. idea. That's a good idea. Mm. Um, but I'd just like to say, since it's come up in conversation, it, it rarely does. So it's an opportunity for me. Perrier is bullshit. It's more bubble than water, mate. Fucking Perrier. It was all. Yeah. It was considered really posh in the eighties, wasn't it? Perrier. Yeah. Oh, it's what the French fucking drink. Well, they can keep it because it was like you. you I don't know if you've ever had a Perrier, but if you sip it, it like hurts your mouth because it's so fizzy. All it is is mm-hmm. loads of bubbles. There's no liquid. Yeah, yeah I have had Perrier, and that that might be what put me off fizzy water forever because mm. I probably tried it in an attempt to feel sophisticated. Back in the yeah. 1980s or 90s. You would have thought, oh, I'll went, give it a go. What the fuck is this? You'd have gone, I'll give it a go, see what all the fuss is about amongst yeah. the yuppies see and what, the French. See what all the fizz is about. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you'd have gone, sip. Yeah. Spat it everywhere, quite fuck rightly. This. But there's other ones out there that are lovely, lovely oh, light, yeah. light sparkle. Yeah. Uh, even a, um, a natural sparkle you can you get recommend in, in some. Well, the best one you can get here is called uh, Badoir, which is a French one. When you and say here, do you mean London? Yeah. Uh, no, well, by, I don't by know if they said it in Sunderland. suggesting it might not be available elsewhere, like in the no, north? No, I mean in this country, because when oh, you go okay, abroad sorry. onto the continent, there's a fucking huge range of slightly sparkling waters. In fact, they're so into them. Yeah. When I was in Hungary, I ordered a still water... Whereas my son then is very anti-sparkling water. He thinks yeah, my it's son bullshit. Is as well. Yeah, he says it, anything. He says it's too spicy. He goes, ah, it tastes <laughs> spicy, that. Right. <laughs> so he was given what it said on the fucking front of the bottle was still, in Hungarian it said it, still had a little fizz to it. That's how into fizz they are in, in um, on the continent, that even the still water is slightly sparkling. Right. Can you believe weird. it? No, I don't believe it. But the, well, it's true. I'm not. I wouldn't lie oh, to you. Okay. The the um, just lastly, the best solution to all of this, and the most environmentally friendly solution, get a soda stream. We've yeah. got one. Yeah, um, I've got one. I think it's defunct. Yeah, somewhere. ours is defunct at the moment. But what you can do yeah. is put a bit of water and just like if you like it lightly sparkling like me, mate, you just go pump pump. Yeah, just twice. T- pump, tiny pump. press. Yeah. Pump pump. Doot, doot. Um, yeah. Right. Anyway. Yeah. yeah fizzy water. I, I like drinking still water, um, mm. and I like drinking fizzy drinks that have got a flavour. 
but mm. fizzy water tastes a nout and fizzy water for me just doesn't it doesn't doesn't no cut the mustard flavour cut the mustard flavour fizzy yeah exactly like it's a flavour in Bubbles. itself fuck that we're being Ga- tricked in- instant gas um, yeah anyway where are we, where are we getting on to that oh, that's what Elvis is drinking isn't it he's drinking Perrier and champagne before flying home again Nice day out there for Elvis and the lads. Right. This was before even the phrase carbon footprint was invented. Mm. There was no, ah, I don't know what you're talking about. I never, I don't know what carbon is. I know what a footprint is. Like to fly on a private jet to eat 30 indulgent sandwiches, drink yeah. champagne. I mean, nowadays that would be really frowned upon. Here's a question for you, right? I'm going to, I'm going to let you become my carbon footprint judge. If you mm. like. Um, when I'm older and when the kids are finally buggered off, I've got one going off to university in September. I feel as though I've already got a little window of freedom opening up. Yeah. I would like, if possible, if financially doable, mm. to maybe two, three times a year, just to fuck off to Spain yeah. for three or four nights, maybe. Prolonged period, yeah. Just have a bit, sit about in the sunshine and that, maybe read some books mm. and things, just, you know, get away. Now, yeah, lovely. It's not good, carbon-wise, all them flights. But I, since about 1995, I've worked from home predominantly. So do I yeah. have a carbon footprint credit that I can now use? I've got a suggestion to you for that. First of all, I suppose, yeah, you could say that, but not, still not ideal. It's like, don't no. try and make up for it. I would go to a brilliant website. And one of the mm. best websites you can go to is called The Man in Seat 61. Right, right. Look at that now. I think you'll like it. It's this guy. Can't remember his name, but there's a picture of him on the website. He looks like a good bloke, right? And he is <laughs> obsessed with train travel. As am right. I. I love train travel, mm. right? And yeah. he's evangelical about it. And he writes right. beautifully about, you know, there's there is a sort of certain like uh, spiritual benefit to travelling mm. by train, right, mm. through your environment. And what he does is he, he, he writes about the beauty of it and, and, and mm. all of that, but it's also a practical site. And right. you can look up great train journeys or you can just say, I want to go here. And he will mm-hmm. give you three options that you can do via train. And one of them is like the quickest. One might be the cheapest, but one is the most scenic, yeah. right? The most beautiful. And, um, and you look it up and he tells you very small details as well. Like when you get on this train try and get in this carriage because it's it's got the best view and right, stuff yeah. like that. He's very, very detailed, right? Okay. And I think it's wonderful. And I also think, you know, if it's reading and relaxation that you're after, I would add an extra day onto the trip that you want mm. and try to do it by train. Why not? I'm, look- I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at a three-day trip. Because I live in the northeast. I've got to get to London before I can get on to uh, connections. But can't you go straight across to, like, Holland or Denmark from the northeast and start from there? On a train? No. The, the, no, the sea in the way. Train, then ferry, then train, 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 train. Nah. Nah, fuck that. Okay. Nah. I've, All right. That's the, only, that's the only thing that I've done in that, that 27 years or whatever it is, is be on trains to go to London for meetings that that are often futile oh yeah awful so trains are kind of the last thing I want to go on okay long journey thanks for thanks for it might be useful to other people 
the man in seat 61 is an absolutely great site and to be honest yeah. i can't remember many journeys that i've done recommended by him but i sort of <laughs> fantasize about it i go on there and just th- and just look up random just think, oh what yeah. if i wanted to go to you know wherever and i just look it up and look mm. at beautiful ways to get there mm. it's um yeah. it's lovely i find it relaxing to look at i'm talking about short breaks though you know oh, yeah talking. so you just want to fly from newcastle to mallorca Something Bang. like that, yeah, yeah. I was nah, you've earned it, mate. You've earned it. Come yeah. on, you. But I've, I've got, I've got that carbon footprint credit. I think, and that's yeah. how I'm going to justify it. All right, glad we cleared that up. Thank you very much. What's the next thing we're going to do? Um, yeah. So they flew there, as you say. It was in the days before carbon footprints. Was there anything more you wanted to add to that? No, I'm just saying it was quite a bad okay. reason to fly on a private yeah. jet, but that's it. If there's one thing Elvis was uh, about. It's, it's indulgence, so yeah. I guess that fits in with these. It would have been hard to have had a chat with him about yeah. environmental ethics. Wouldn't I don't it? think the environment was even a thing back then. No, he would have. He would have. So, he would have looked at you like you were a crazy man if you if you'd even mm. used the word. Might have pulled a gun on you just for saying it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I don't have no truck with that. That sounds like commie talk. Are you a commie? <laughs> Yeah, I'm Elvis Presley. I earned the right to fly around anywhere I want to go and eat wherever I want I'll burn up the goddamn environment as much as I want. Oh, I'll pay my taxes. Mercy, it's hot out here. <laughs> well, Mr. Presley, that could be the global warming caused in part by your insane indulgence on your private jet. Don't <laughs> give me none of that. Your, uh... Don't give me none of that comic talk. I'll do my karate on you. It could also be your intense personal bulk, making you <laughs> slightly warm, Mr. Yeah, the, pl- the plane has to work harder as well to fucking exactly. carry the cunt. Yeah, and of course they're full of 30 sandwiches on the way back as well. Mm. I guess they Heavy haven't sandwiches. shut them out before they go back on the plane. Oh, we're going we're gonna to shit out these sandwiches before we get back on the plane. Save the world. Oh. <laughs> This is funny, the next bit on air. It says, the story became legend and the sandwich became the subject of continued media interest. Well, you're fucking right it did, because it's 2022 and we're doing a whole half-hour podcast on it. And part of numerous cookbooks, typically focused around Presley's love of food. Amazing. Elvis Presley cookbooks. There's two accounts on the origin of Fool's Gold Loaf. According to Graham Wood, it was created by Cindy and Buck Scott. Uh, owners of the Colorado Mine Company restaurant, Wood writes that Presley obtained the recipe from the Scots so his personal chef could make it, but noted that the Fool's Gold Loaf never made a recorded encore. Mm. What does that mean? Does that mean it didn't go there more than once? What does that mean? I don't know. Um, According to Nick Andalakis, he helped create the sandwich while he was a chef at the Colorado Mine Company and suggested the dish to Presley. Andalakis said he personally delivered the sandwiches to Presley on the famous night. So, so it sounds like Elvis only went there once. Got the recipe, Mate, he ate the sandwiches. I've got to stop you. I've just what? had an email informing me that I am eight minutes late for a three o'clock meeting. <laughs> Feel free we to will. leave this in the pod. I will do. We yeah. will. Um, we'll call this the advert break, and we'll come back after the break with the rest of this episode. Sorry. Bye. Jalapeno. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. And we're back. Um, was it a good meeting? It was a reasonable meeting. Um, yeah. I, I, I massively overdid the apology for my lateness. I ended up being 10 right. minutes late. There was three people who I'd never met before on the Zoom. Oh, okay. And when I entered the room, I thought 10 minutes is actually rude. Someone was 10 minutes from me recently, and I was like, I'm a bit annoyed by this. So I went, mm. I'm so sorry. I said, I'd just like to, I made a speech effectively, Andy. I went, right. I really, I mean, I said, I would just like to say now, I'm very sorry. I think that 10 minutes is um, unacceptable. And I I said, actually, it's shit. So mm. I dropped a swear word in the meeting straight away before I'd even known these people. Was it so that who, kind of meeting? Was it a swear word? I don't know. I, I didn't know the you people. didn't know. So straight away, like for all I know, they could be devout Christians or Mormons. Yeah. Do you know mm. what I mean? You know, like those yeah. Mormons who are like, you can't. Luckily, I don't think they were. So I don't know. Do you right. think that was over the top? I felt I would bad maybe about offered, it. I would have maybe offered to give, send them each a, a gift hamper. Or some cash. Or some cash, yeah. I will send you each £15. Pounds, uh, yeah. Ten, that, £10 pounds for each of the minutes that I'm late, plus an extra £5 pounds on top. Yeah, just as a courtesy. Um, yeah, I'm, 15 quid each, Please do not insult me by turning this offer down, because it's how I always operate. Yeah. Sometimes if yeah. I'm a minute late, I send people a pound. And yeah. some, and and then sometimes even if I'm a matter of seconds late, I send them like mm. if I'm thirty seconds late, I send them fifty p. Maybe or you could have offered them Argos vouchers instead. That might have been. Oh, good. for Father's Day, Len got me um, one of those. I don't, I've never had one before, but he got me. I think he just nipped out to Tesco with his sister, short notice. But he got me one of those um, multi vouchers. So it's a card. Oh yeah. And you can spend it in loads of places. Food places, like Nando's, yeah. right? Yeah. Smith's, Argos, Halfords, the lot. Yeah, they're great, them. And you know it's what? Me. He put he put what? 10 quid on it of his own money, and I find that quite heartbreaking. It's quite sweet, mm. isn't it? It's lovely. Yeah, it's lovely when they do stuff like that. Mm. Not that I'd know, because my kids generally don't do that. Well, it was very last minute, the whole thing, I must say, but nevertheless, they got there. And he did make me a card with a picture of Chops Man on it as well, winking, which is, uh, I mean, that's that's the sort of present money can't pay. Yeah, can't buy. Yeah, that's the stuff. Great. Anyway, let's get back with this Fool's Gold Loaf thing. We might get it finished in this episode. Um, So, uh, yeah, uh, we were talking about Nick... 
Ander Larkas, who said that he helped create the sandwich when he was a chef at the Colorado Mine Company, and he personally delivered the sandwiches to Presley on the famous night. The sandwich was named to fit the restaurant's mining motif. Fool's gold, of course, gold mining. Uh, at the time of Presley's famous outing, it cost $49.95. Let's just remind ourselves of it. It's a single warmed, hollowed out loaf of bread filled with one jar of creamy peanut butter, one jar of uh, grape jelly jam to us, mm-hmm. and a pound of bacon. That mm-hmm. is, and how much you say it was? $47. Forty nine ninety five. This is 1976. $50. So let's adjust that for inflation. That's got well, to be at least... Here. It, it tells you the equivalent in 2021, $238. So you're which talking will be, what, about 200 so quid? 200 quid. 200 sandwich. quid. Yeah. And oh, they hang, add... on. Now, hang on, another interruption here. What's my what, wife what? this time? Oh, bye. Breaking news? No, she's going out somewhere. Oh, that's she, nice. she tried to enter the pod. She tried to enter the Vita Modular to tell me <laughs> she was <laughs> going out. <laughs> no. Oh, don't worry, I'll have a word with her about what, that. What, did you, like, put your hand out and just... Go away! Yeah. Go away! I am podcasting about a sandwich! <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any one? cash lying around <laughs> the house? I need to post some cash later. I was late earlier. I've already had a Cecil day. I'm, 30, I'm 45 quid in debt due to lateness, and now I've got to finish my sandwich podcast. I don't need you interrupting. <laughs> so we're looking at 200 quid a sandwich, and they purchased 30 of them. Mate, so what's that, six that, grand? That's unacceptable. Think of it. I mean, a whole loaf sandwich, yeah, that's big. It's decadent. Don't get me wrong. A pound of bacon, that's a whole packet. No, it's a couple of packets, isn't it? Right, yeah. But break it down to its component parts. Mm. To cost to make that sandwich is going to cost you like maybe tenner, tenner, <laughs> ten to twelve quid, depending on yeah. where you're getting your ingredients. I mean, if you've got it all from yeah. Waitrose, it might be more, right? Um, and so the markup is extreme. You it know is. what it is? That's an Elvis Presley markup, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah, they they saw him coming. Yeah, and they added, added a zero on. I think. If Elvis um, was still alive and he wanted to fucking subscribe to Top Light Time Machine, we would. You better believe we'd have a two hundred pound a month Patreon level called Elvis level. An Elvis tier, yeah. Actually, maybe and Elvis tier. Make a note of that. Next time we introduce a new <laughs> tier, we should call it Elvis tier. Elvis tier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he'd get something extra. We'd give him mm. something extra. No problem. Um, there's a bit more there, and it's it gives you the uh, the preparation and the fool's gold loaf begins with a loaf of French white bread covered in two tablespoons of margarine make sure the bread's French have you noticed our Elvis a man who I think did he never leave the country well he went to Germany for the army oh yeah but he didn't and he was one of these lads who didn't much like leave. Yeah. he didn't go and tour and do shows and elsewhere he, he, he touched down in Scotland on the way to Germany briefly. I think it was just because Colonel Tom just liked to keep the financial affairs within the United States because it it gets complicated when you start touring around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was quite a simple man. He was quite simple, but, uh, you know, he's got quite into French culture. He likes French bread and and he likes French Perrier water and French fizzy wine. Yeah. So maybe he was developing a taste for the finer things in life as he got older and fatter. Yeah. Um, maybe that's maybe Colonel Tom had him killed as a result of that, so he wouldn't leave the country and head to his spiritual home yeah, of France. I don't like the way things are heading. 
Elvis is going to have to go. He's become French obsessed. France this, France that. I know we've talked about it before, this new Elvis film by Baz Luhrmann, but since we talked about it, people have started to see it. And the reviews, from what I've seen, Andy, are extremely good. Yes, I've seen that as well. Yeah, it needs to be seen, I think. Yeah, definitely. The, the film, not the reviews. No. I walked in on him the other day, and instead of his signature towel around his neck, he had onions on a string. He this was not stand. I couldn't see his quip. He had a beret on. <laughs> Perched atop it. <laughs> uh... He was on a bicycle. Can you imagine the king on a bicycle? It just ain't right. <laughs> I actually cannot uh, imagine Elvis of, on a bike. Instead of going, oh, ho, ho, he was going, oh, 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 I'm starting like to worry he's going to grow a curly little moustache. <laughs> uh... The French bread is covered in two tablespoons of margarine and baked in the oven at 170 degrees Celsius until brown. One pound of sliced bacon is fried in oil until crispy and then drained. The loaf is sliced lengthwise, hollowed out and filled with peanut butter, grape jelly and bacon. (laughs) Jelly, of course, means jam. Um, according to Andalakis, who uh, pioneered it, he personally served Presley the Fool's Gold Loaf with bacon, peanut butter, and blueberry preser- preserves. Oh, changing their fucking, changing their, uh, their story here off with is it? And uh, the specific type of preserves were allegedly Dickinson's blueberry preserves. Is a blueberry a grape? I don't think it is. Definitely not. It's I can say with starting to sound no. a little bit um, full of holes. And there's a book by David Adler, which contains a detailed account of the event that made the Fool's Gold Sandwich famous. 1st of February, 1976, picture it. Nighttime. Elvis is at home at Graceland in Memphis, entertaining Captain Jerry Kennedy of the Denver, Colorado Police Force (laughs) and Ron Pietrofeso of Colorado's Strike Force Against Crime. So the the obsession with crime fighting has continued. Yeah from the, the, the meeting with Nixon six years earlier. Uh, the three men began discussing the sandwich. Let's begin discussing the sandwich. Okay. <laughs> Who wants to go Time first? Time to discuss the sandwich. Thank you for joining Gathering. me here this evening for this sandwich discussion. <laughs> Gathering close, gentlemen. I shall be chairing the meeting. My name, <laughs> let's introduce ourselves first. I'll start. My name is Elvis Presley, and I'm the king of rock and roll. Okay, you next. <laughs> <laughs> they began discussing the sandwich and Presley decided he wanted one right then. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this talk has got my taste buds flowing. I'll need one right now. Presley had been... More action. <laughs> Presley had been to the restaurant before while in Denver. Um, so this is in Memphis. And I don't know how far away Colorado Denver, Colorado is from Memphis, but these these two fellas have come in from Colorado to talk crime, but they're in Memphis. But he did mad things. It was like the deep dive we did to Nixon. He woke up in the morning. He'd got mm-hmm. to the stage where he woke up in the morning. I'm Elvis Presley. I am the uh, most famous and possibly most powerful man on earth. So he woke up with that kind of... It's like the way Elon Musk is now. Wakes up in the morning mm. and thinks, what shall I do today? I can do anything. Yeah. 
So he summoned these men from Colorado. Yeah, so I think he looks in the paper, he finds out interesting <laughs> lawmen. I've just, I've just fucking looked. And Colorado is 1,094 miles away. He'll have sent the jet from for Memphis. Them. Yeah. Mind you, mind you, if Elvis called us, or the equivalent of Elvis today, like, say, mm. I suppose, Jimmy Nail, someone like yeah. that. Yeah. If they called us, yeah, I, I want you to come over. I'm a thousand miles away, but I want you to come over and discuss a sandwich with me right now. I'd be like, yeah, don't worry, yeah. I'll get there. And I would. Yeah. I mean, you might have sent the private plane, but they could have flown two hours, 25 minutes from Memphis. You would, though, wouldn't you? You definitely would. To I'm see Elvis. Memphis, two hours, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, of course you would. It's probably, probably a little bit longer back in 1976, but, you know. Um, so, yeah, he decided he wanted one there and then. Um the two men were friends of the owners of the restaurant, so they were driven to the Memphis airport and boarded Presley's private jet, the Lisa Marie, <laughs> uh, and flew two hours plus to Denver. When they arrived at Stapleton International Airport at 1.40 a.m., that's when they got to the airport, when they landed, the plane taxied to a special hangar where the passengers were greeted by Buck Scott, the owner of the Colorado Mine Company, and his wife Cindy, who brought 22 fresh fool's gold loaves for the men. So they didn't even go to the restaurant. The re- the the, um, the mountain came to Muhammad, as it were. They yeah. were ready. They'd even chartered some kind of fucking special hangar for them to eat the sandwiches <laughs> in, a sandwich hangar. <laughs> it says they spent two hours in the hangar, eating the sandwiches, washing them down with Perrier and champagne. Elvis invited the pilots of the plane. Now, one of the one of the pilots of the plane, this seems unlikely to me, but is listed here on Wikipedia as Milo High. <laughs> <laughs> as, in, as in the Milo High Club? Yes, that's exactly what he I'm not sure means, about yeah. that. And Elwood Davis, sounds more plausible, to join them. When they were done, they flew back to Memphis without ever leaving the Denver airport. <laughs> <laughs> So, there it is. There's a few um, things about the coverage of it. Um, it's been, it's, it's obviously, you know, been mentioned in the media many, many times, rippled through the media pond over the decades. Um, it's been in numerous publications and cookbooks. Um, it's in Ramble, Colorado, The Wanderer's Guide to the Offbeat, Overlooked and Outrageous. It's in the 2013 romantic comedy, The F Word, What If, which uh, I have never heard of. Um, And it's one of the ingredients in the 2018 Grillmasters Memphis episode of Chopped. And that's pretty much all we've got. What we haven't got is the story about him threatening one of his assistants with a gun. Um, That's the story that I'd heard, which is taken from... I'll have to double check. It was Paul Hawksby who told me the story. It's right. a book. I don't know if it's cited in their references here by one of the Memphis Mafia, which was his um, oh, right, entourage, yeah. um, who said that he brought two sandwiches to him. He'd, he'd flown to Colorado to get them, come back. Mm-hmm. The king ain't one, but they could tell he was very sick. And the doctor had said, be careful what you give him because he's very sick and he should be watching what he eats. And the, yeah. the king asked for the second one. And his mate said, no, I don't think so. Let's keep it in the fridge and you can have it another day. And mm. according to this account in the book, the king pulled out a handgun and said, bring right. me the sandwich. Wow. 
I mean, it's well, that I mean, story that got me most interested in Fool's Gold, but Wikipedia, usually so reliable, does not mm-hmm. have it. So I'll look um, a bit more closely for that story. I'm looking at a backup source, and I can't see anything there either. But, of course, Elvis was very trigger-happy. He once shot a television because he didn't like the show that was on. Yeah. We've all um, felt like so doing that, right? That's Well, yeah. That's that's what you can do when you're the king of rock and roll. So there we are. That's yeah. the... Uh, that's the Fool's Gold Loaf uh, history box. A nice, concise two episodes, I think. Yeah, that'll do us for now. We've got something well, a bit special this. lined up for it next week, haven't we, that yes, we've stumbled yes, across we over the last couple of days. We've unearthed yes, a, we a pop cultural artefact that has <laughs> uh, really captured our imaginations, and uh, we can't yeah. wait to get stuck into it. It's a six-minute long... Six six minute forty minutes, six minute forty seconds pop video. So I reckon ten episodes. Mm. Probably easily. Can't wait. Watch out for that. Thank you very much and goodbye. Oh, 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 oh. Goodbye. <laughs>